And welcome in to another edition of 30 Rack of Sports. It is Monday, June 28th. Guys, after a nice little vacation, little uh, work protocol taking us out last week, we're back, ready to go. Uh, got a big pack show. We're talking uh, new stadiums. Of course, the FCC Stadium opening up a few weeks back and the crew opening up Lower.com Stadium. What a great name in uh, in a few days here. Also talking Cavs and some more baseball. Well, guys, I was thinking, what if we were stadiums? <laughs> what if we were stadiums? What if we were stadiums? What would we be? Well, of course, on my right, the man on the opinions, the man who is soft, but dependable. Soft? It's Charmin Stadium. It's Zach. <laughs> Zach, how we doing? That's a good one, Greg. I'll take that. I think it could be worse. Yeah, oh, it definitely they, could you be You know what worse. they say, less is more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that voice, of course, to my left, if we had to pick a stadium for him, he's a guy under the radar, but cleans up the messes that you don't always see. He's dependable. It's Depends Field. <laughs> <laughs> the guy on the ones and twos. It's Josh. Josh, how are we doing today? I'm great. I'm so glad to be back. You could really tell that we hadn't seen each other for so long when <laughs> we had uh, got here in like 30 seconds and we're screaming at each other about baseball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so buckle up, folks. <laughs> All right, we, we got the takes and say. ready to go. But the good news is, guys, for you, we got the glitz. We got the glamour. We've got Mr. Look at Me. We've got the MGM Grand yep. himself. Boo. My name's Greg. I'm the talent around here. So, guys, MGM I Grand. know. Yeah, MGM Grand Arena. That's where they have like the boxing matches. Yeah, yeah. We're aware. We're aware what it is. We're, I don't. It's like a man. I don't know. I don't. I mean, what else that. could I? What else would I be? More like a Parrots Bay guy. Yeah. Oh, Parrots <laughs> Bay. <laughs> the uh, sorry, the Malord Center. Yeah, the Malord <laughs> Center. Ooh, that'd be a good one. <laughs> I kind of just leave a bad taste in your mouth after talking to me yeah. for a couple minutes. That might be better. <laughs> but guys, we've got a lot going on in Ohio. And we'll get to that in our headlines right now. On Thursday night, the Cavs got lucky in the lotto. Well, not Austin Carr lucky or Brad Darty lucky or LeBron Kyrie Anthony Bennett or Andrew Wiggins lucky so they didn't get the first pick but uh, did move up to number three overall in next month's draft as some decisions come forward whether or not they'll go with one of the top G League prospects with Kuminga or Jalen Green go college with Jalen Suggs or maybe move out of the spot entirely on the pitch FCC finally got some good news uh, getting a 2-0 victory over Toronto, improving to 2-0 versus Canadian teams in Florida. <laughs> Thanks to goals from Alan Cruz and Luciano Acosta. The crew, however, were just able to get a goalless draw versus interesting rivals, Austin FC, who have seen a combined zero goals in two games at their new stadium. Speaking of new stadiums, the crew finally get to open up Lower.com Stadium here in just a few days as the New England Revolution come to town. And finally, guys, as we know, outside, things are heating up. Unfortunately, the baseball teams 
Not quite as much. Whoa. The Tribe come in with injuries all over the place and just a 5-5 five and five record over their last 10. The latest injury being a gruesome leg injury to outfielder Josh Naylor to add to the long list on the IL as Cleveland just tries to keep afloat in the AL Central with some difficult games coming up starting this weekend as the Houston Trastros come to town. In Southwest Ohio, Red Legs aren't doing much better, actually a little bit worse, starting to fall off the wagon with just three wins in their last 10 with the Padres, who swept them last week, coming to town. Guys, it's gonna be an interesting July here in Cincinnati and in Cleveland. And those are your OH headlines. Oh, oh, beer of the week. That's awesome. Yeah, how do you do that? That's cool. Guys, our beer of the week comes from uh, a new part of the state, I guess. A city we've never been to a as far as... new part of the state. Yeah. I didn't know Ohio expanded. Yeah, new part of the state. Yeah, okay. That we haven't... We haven't traversed? Haven't traversed yet. Vernon, in our drinking jersey. Vernon drinking climbed the journey. hill, put his flag in. And yeah, it is now known as Mount Vernon, Ohio. One of my favorite oh, yeah. places in Ohio, the Vern. the Vern. Mount Vernon, Ohio. Do people call it that? No, that's what I call it. <laughs> that's what I call is it. Is that what you call it? Yeah. <laughs> I might be the only one. Ah, man. Uh, the for- name. The former stomping grounds. Uh, we go to Stein Brewing Company in Mount Vernon, Ohio. We are drinking their... WTH20, which stands for What the Hell 2020. Um, so it's their uh, American IPA, named after, uh, you know, kind of what's going on right now, or, well, what in 2020 in, 2020 in the world. Nothing too big. Yeah. Nothing really yeah. worth noting. Uh, to People s- wear a lot of masks. I don't know what that was about. There was a smell in the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something. Someone farted yeah. really loud. Yeah. Here, so. You. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> You said you weren't going to tell anyone. But uh, it's a 7% 60 IBU uh, IPA from Stein Brewing Company. It's got this nice, like, golden color. It's just one of your regular IPAs. I know we love IPAs on this show. So when I was told, it's got a good smell. When I was told we were getting another IPA, first off, because he told me to shout him out, this beer is thanks to Dr. Miller. Dr. Oh, Dr. Miller. Miller. He Do- happened to be, I don't know, doing something with concrete out in the Vern. So he picked up some beer for the show. So thanks. shout out to Dr. Miller. Guys, thoughts on the beer? Sorry, I'm going to gloss over the doing something with concrete thing. <laughs> uh, but the beer is fantastic. Like you said, it's got that great golden color. Mm-hmm. And I think whenever you see that golden color, especially if you're IPA guys like ourselves, you get really excited because that color usually means it's going to be a rich, fantastic beer. Yeah. I saw somewhere they loaded 22 pounds of hops in this. Really? And I know last uh, last episode, Greg and I had the, uh, what was it? It was just called Citra IPA yeah, from Carrick. Citra IPA. And this is a whole 20 IBUs uh, higher, greater than that uh, last more beer. Bitter. So, yeah, more, yeah, definitely more yeah. bitter. And you can tell they packed the hops in. Yeah. And I mean, I would say this is. I know we kind of had your standard Citra IPA. This is the standard, like, traditional kind of West Coast-style IPA. So, you know, it's just got that, like, strong, hoppy flavor to it. Smells like it. hops. Yeah. If you've yeah, ever I been mean, in, yeah. If you like an IPA and you like it hoppy. It, it tastes hoppy. It tastes, yeah, it's, it's uh, I love it. I love hoppy beer. I would say, you know, if you're somebody who 
likes more of those fruity IPAs or like those light ones, probably not for you. Um, but this is delicious though. Um, yeah. And, and speaking of delicious, um, they, they, they've got food there at the Stein Brewing Company and I'm looking at like the Ooh, pictures of it on their website. Oh, you're going to, your mouth's going to be watering if you're real hungry right now. Yeah. I haven't had dinner either. And this stuff is just like, oh my gosh, the burgers, They've got these sausage links on there too. I'm like, man, oh. I need to go up to the the Vern. <laughs> oh, I was like, hopefully they don't have, but they, they got do a, have. They got a, a velvet ice cream sundae bar. I mean, this is crazy. Those nachos look good. Oh man! All right, so so yeah, Guys, uh, we'll this be. Is, this is too. This is right in the middle of the Vern. You can see. Uh, I mean, on the map, there's the little like circle. They have center. three menus. By it's way. just a. Uh, it's just a black south. So you know, if maybe you're one of those people that normally drinks at Flappers, have been there a couple times. It's just about a block Ooh. south of there. Nashville hot chicken. This looks like a place that if it would have been open when I lived in the Vern, I would. Oh, have but been yeah, there you'd been up there every like every. Every night oh man, they got so. jackfruit. Man, yeah, this. Yeah, all right, all right. So, uh, Stein Brewing Company, we will see you soon. Um, We'd love to do a curious. show from there. <laughs> yeah, very curious. <laughs> yeah, that food looks amazing. Oh, um, but as for the beer, super good. Um, I'm sure uh, Zach, you'll read us more about its origins later in your reciting of the can segment. But you know it. It's it's up uh up there on your IPA list, guys. Yeah, and like we said. You know, a new city that we haven't been to in our brewing. Yeah. Yeah, you made uh, it sound like, like a whole new region. Yeah, That's why I, I we, we like, discovered a new part of Ohio. It's it's way off the highway, so you never I know, know we're Mount Vernon. I'm not a fucking idiot. Well, let's not go that far. <laughs> but uh, if there's a city in Ohio that you feel is underrepresented, whether it's a giant city or whether it's a... Uh, oh, my God. Look at these it? Oreo. What are these of living... A census location such as Fresno, Ohio. Do you know? Let these, us know, and we'll go out and try a beer. These Oreo drinks that they got on here. That's what I'm see? saying, man. I what? can't this stop flipping through all these good. pictures. Oh my god, what are those? Quick sips. For our first quick sip of the show, we're talking stadiums. Good names, bad names. Names, All in between. Names, names. You know, when you get a stadium, you know, originally FC Cincinnati's was called West End. Uh, the Cruise was called Crew Stadium. You know, Indians was called Jacobs Field before. It still is. Before they changed it. So a lot of names get, uh, you know, either taken over by, you know, for college, a famous alum or some of them, someone that gave a lot of money. It's always money. Or in most cases, some sort of company. So, uh, you know, Cincinnati's has gone to TQL Stadium, and uh, the cruise is now Lower.com Stadium, both of which are kind of... Yours uh, is a... Columbus is a website. Cincinnati yeah, is a... An abbreviation. Uh, an abbreviation of a company that doesn't sound like they're total quality. <laughs> no, I mean, that's what I was... They're just... They're, they're all right. So... Uh, total all right stadium. Yeah, so definitely some interesting names, but that got us thinking. I mean, anyone could do the best names, but we wanted we wanted to go out there into the world and find the some worst, of the worst names the worst for of stadiums. The worst. Uh, Josh, you sound like you had some interesting ones across the world. So, uh, what, what do we got here? Yeah, you know, well, I've had soccer on the mind. If anyone's been watching uh, this opening day of the Euros round sixteen, whew, got off to a crazy start, but it got me thinking soccer. 
and across the pond, uh, we're gonna go to we're gonna go to Scotland for soccer. Uh, going to Glasnow? Yeah, no, not not Glasnow, but uh, are you familiar with Dumbarton FC? Yes. They they play at Cheaper Insurance Direct Stadium. Oh damn it! And yeah. the stadium itself, uh, it's impressive. Well, well, first I was like, oh, what is what is Cheaper Insurance Direct? And I looked it up and everything. The branding and website makes it look like a scam. And then I saw a picture <laughs> of the stadium and I was like, well, this also seems like a scam. <laughs> It does look like a high school field. Both of them were quite lackluster. And then Livingston FC, they play at Tony Macaroni Arena, <laughs> which is just a fantastic <laughs> a fantastic thing because it, it seems to me, I could be totally wrong about this. It seems to me Tony Macaroni is a chain of Italian cuisine restaurants in it's like the UK. Places. But it strikes me yeah. as one of those places that is like connected to a hotel like a lot of the pictures i saw of it i was like oh this is that like that restaurant that is connected to like or across the park uh, yeah like yeah. a uh, max and irma's yeah. yeah but uh there yeah there's 17 tony macaroni locations across the uk they just seem like they do good good italian cuisine but i just thought tony macaroni arena mm. that that's a fun one that's, that's a that's a yeah, I'm not sure what to say else to say about that. Uh, you guys find any interesting ones? I know I went across a pond because there's so many here in America, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I mostly stayed uh, in America. The first one that I thought of is, is a recently named stadium. And it's because when you have to go out of your way to uh, tell people that it is a lowercase L to start your stadium name, then you're just trying too hard. <laughs> so, uh, formerly known as Marlins Park in Miami, which is already empty, so oh, I don't really know why you need a, anyone there, but uh, Lone Depot Park is there. And I hope uh, you heard when I said it, the L Lone. in Lone Depot was lowercase. Okay. And little, I go little, Lone Depot. Little, 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 little P, big L. Little P. <laughs> Place. <laughs> yeah, because the Wikipedia page has Lone Depot capitalized, which I think is just very that's, inconsiderate. Well, that's lazy good, on there. Well, it's Wikipedia a good, should be taken down. I don't know. I think it's kind of a good name. It's for the lone fan in the ballpark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my other one, we go to, uh, I'm going to guess one of Zach's favorite places in the world. Uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. <laughs> Love it, God's country. Home of the tablets, uh, the plates. <laughs> not just, well, a tablet might be part of it. Uh, possibly some cameras, possibly some uh, security fixtures. You're not about Pornhub Arena, are you? No, we're talking <laughs> That'd about, be a perfect place. Uh, formerly known as the Delta Center, back when the Jazz had mountains in their logo and some cool uniforms. No. We're talking about Vivint Smart Home Arena <laughs> in Salt Lake City, Utah. Vivint what an absolute name. When you have to put like five words before arena, Vivint, or, yeah. at this point, yeah, three, it's, it's too much. It's, it's way too much. much. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I know. I don't it like just, that. It just looks it looks clunky. It, it looks like yeah, like it makes the building look like a corporate office almost. It's exactly yeah. what yeah. I yeah. And just seeing like like it just says Vivint mostly. Like if you just called it Vivint Arena, like it's I don't really know what that is, but it's fine. What's Vivint? 
I will tell you guys, in, in September, you could get like a one-weekend ticket. Celine Dion will be there, and then the Impractical Jokers will be there. So, I mean, that's the one time in your life you'll be able to say you did that. All right. Now, I, I'm that's a wild weekend in Salt Lake City, baby, <laughs> with their 1% beer. Like, if you're looking for an obscure weekend in America, <laughs> there you go. What'd you do? Saw Celine Dion in Salt Lake. I mean, SLC Punk, baby. Look, I've I've changed my name, or I've changed my tune on Vivid Smart Home. I didn't know Celine <laughs> and the Jokers were coming. Uh, so Zach, bail me out. Any kind of bail tough stadium names you have? I mean, I I've always thought, and this is in the one of the, the trashiest city on the planet, uh, Camping World Stadium in Orlando. <sighs> yeah. What a trash city and a trash... I don't know why that name just always bothered me. Every time they're like, here at the Citrus Bowl from Camping World. What is that? What I is think it? the NASCAR Truck Series is sponsored by like, Camping wouldn't you just World. Think, so like, when like, I hear Camping World, I just think trucks and country, which I probably oh, I should. I didn't even think of that. I just thought like a big campground. Like I just imagine people go there like, oh, this is a stadium, not, not a campground. Like, what, is that what you would imagine? Yeah, camping I guess. Yeah, World? yeah, like do I camp at the stadium? Like do I set my tent up and like yeah. stay there? That would be weird. Fucking Orlando. And <laughs> weird place. The other one that just drives me insane is uh just down uh, I-75 there, uh the KFC Yum. Oh, the Center. KFC Yum Center. God, what another terrible fucking name it has Yum. With the no, exclamation. With the exclamation. It's, it's yeah. not KFC Yum Center. It's right. KFC Yum Center. Well, I don't know. They had to change. I don't know what they Did changed they change it to, it? but I know they had to change another stadium in that uh, city. Well, uh, now it's just from, Cardinal Stadium. Oh, yeah, from Papa, Papa John's. John's. That also yeah. was a terrible one for some reason. Papa yeah, John's Yeah, Papa stadium. John's Cardinal Stadium. Yeah. Uh, you know, I did see, while doing some research here, there was one article that I dismissed because it was like a top 10 worst, mm -hmm. and it had both Rocket Mortgage Field... Uh, Fieldhouse in there and Great American Ballpark, and I believe they were both in the top five too. Well, Great American, like for a corporate name, fits like I know that's what I said. They were like because it's an insurance name, and I was like, it has a pretty good ring to it. Though. Yeah, it yeah. kind of rolls off. You have uh, you kind of have the you know GABP kind of yeah. Rocket Mortgage isn't great. You can nah, call it the Rock, not, which yeah. is decent, but like they've changed the it's name. Not the too worst. Much. It's not like. Uh, Save like, on Foods Memorial Center in Vancouver, Washington. Save on Foods. Yeah. I and if you saw one. seen a picture of the outside, you would think it's a grocery store. It just says Save on Foods in big letters. Well, my thing is like it's a <laughs> memorial a center, but it's sponsored by Save on Foods. Like, yeah, that seems kind of dark. And there's like that has the, uh, you know, Save on Aunt. Foods. Center. Memorial Center sounds like a terrible. Uh, that talking stick. I know Greg said that's no longer. Yeah, hey, talking uh, stick resort but, arena. <laughs> Waterburger Field. I, don't, oh, I saw that one. It's just yeah. a ridiculous mm -hmm. name of a restaurant to begin with. I mean, what? There's London Borough of Barking in Dangham Stadium. What the hell is that? It's norm. It's currently known as Victoria Road in Dangham, England. Oh, so Dangham, Dangham and Redbridge. FC play at what was formerly known as London Borough of Barking and Dangenham Stadium. That's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. So if you have any uh, terrible stadium names, anything worse than Vivid Smart Home or uh, the KFC Yum Center, let us know at 30 Rack Sports. Our second quick sip talking the Cleveland. Cavaliers. We sip on this awesome West Coast IPA. Is it American IPA? American. Excuse me. Excuse me. Northwest American. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
IPA from Stein Brewing Company in Mount Vernon, Ohio, going just north of Mount Vernon, Ohio, to Cleveland to talk the Cavs. Number three in the lottery draft. Uh, Greg, you're our resident, Cav, resident Cavs guy here, so I've got some questions for you on this because for a casual uh, guy like myself, I could see this going like many different ways depending on how the Cavs handle some other situations, such as extending uh, Jared Allen or Colin Sexton. And if they want to bring in a veteran presence ever to maybe accelerate this rebuild. So They have one. His name's Kevin Love. Have you heard about him? <laughs> oh, I've heard about him. You mean he's Olympian in, Kevin he's, in the, he's the guy that's in the suit. And t- well, no, normally he doesn't wear the tie. He kind of just wears the suit with like the shirt under it. I guess that's yeah, fashion now. Like, I don't really know. Yeah, like the blazer. with. Like, he looks like a guy who like shouldn't dress cool. Like he looks like a guy who should just like oh, no, he, he dress looks- like his mom dressed him. Well, that no, that was like, like you know what I mean. Like that he doesn't like look like a guy. That was fat no, I know, but on the on the Timberwolves. Now he looks like he should be like a fashion model more than like a. But he shouldn't player. dress like that. Like he looks dorky as fuck. But anyway, that's a whole different thing. We can get into Kevin Love's uh, wardrobe later. So, <laughs> Kevin Love or no Kevin Love, Greg? Who are some names? Just give me your like top three names you'd like to see uh, for the Cavs pick at number three. Um. So I, I think it's important, just real quick, to start at the top. Cavs are number three. So uh, it's been said like right now times. the presumptive number one pick, Cade Cunningham, a guy who I've talked a lot about on this. You show. have one of my favorite prospects. I was pleading for the Cavs to get hey. number one. They haven't had a number one pick in several years at this point. So uh, <laughs> reports are that Cade Cunningham is only taking one visit. It's to the Pistons. He's going to go number one. You can God, how depressing, though. I'd I know, much I rather go well, anywhere. I mean, I mean, if he, if he fell through spots, he'd go to Cleveland. The so it's Motor like, City. You know. The Grim City. <laughs> uh, he's got uh, what one of the Grant brothers, Jeremy Grant, I think, who's pretty good. Uh, aside of that, he's got... One of the, uh, best lo- one of the worst logo Bay? in sports as well. I don't know. So that that's about all I have. Uh, number two, you would expect probably to see the Rockets take Evan Mobley at two. So I think... Oh, ESPN says otherwise, sir. Three potential picks that you're going to look for the Cavs at number three are uh, Jalen Green or Jalen Suggs. The two Jalens. One, uh, Jalen Suggs started Gonzaga uh, during the tournament. Jalen Green was on the G League Ignite along with Jonathan Kuminga, who was uh, also on that G League Ignite team. Um, The issue that you have is... I think Jalen Green, as far as those three might be the most talented scorer, can kind of create his own shot pretty well. I mean, is one of those guys that when you watch, like when you watch that G League team, he was definitely like the most mm-hmm. talented player. And you had you had a couple of veterans, like he was obviously playing against at least fringe NBA talent, right. and he still jumped off the screen, which I think he has the talent to, you know, be successful at that point. Uh, you know, does turn the ball over a little bit too much, but, you know, was an 18-year-old playing against, you know, a bunch of full-grown men. So there are definitely some things that could be ironed out. The issue that you have with both of the Jalens is they're both guards, and you have that Garland Sexton backcourt. What are you going to do there? Possibly, you know, you've heard trades for Sexton kind of come out recently. I would say... Green is probably 
the best player out of any of those three. But as far as fit, I would say maybe look at Jonathan Kuminga. Uh, Kuminga is a 6'8 small forward, uh, originally from the Congo, came over here to play prep school, um, played for the G League Ignite, mm-hmm. wasn't quite as flashing out there as um, as Green, but Kuminga is a guy that his athleticism just I saw jumps some, uh, video off the video that dude. He jumps yeah. out of the gym. He's long. He's rangy, he's athletic, and he's one of those guys. He's not quite, you know, he's not seven foot yeah. like Kevin Durant really is, even though he lies and says he's like six nine. But he's <laughs> a guy that can blow past you, jump over the rim. If you can, you know, if he can develop a little bit as a ball handler and work on his outside shot, he could be absolutely deadly. Because when he can, you know, his ball handling at times, you can just see him blow right past people and, mm-hmm. I mean, stick his entire arm. Developmental guy. But a guy, you know, at this point, you know, the youngest the youngest guy out of any of the top picks. Like, he's not even 19 yet. Yeah. So a guy that, you know, you may need a couple of years, but you could potentially see him being the best player in the draft. I mean, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, if someone said, you know, when they were like juniors, Kuminga was one of the top players, you know, before Kate Cunningham kind of took him over as the number one, uh, you know, recruit. Yeah. But Kuminga certainly has a whole lot of upside. And I think he's a very intriguing prospect. And right now, if the roster was the same, it'd be tough for me to not look at Kuminga. Cause I think, especially with positionless basketball, you need a guy that can score, possibly a guy if he can develop that can get his own mm. shot. I think having, you know, um, Garland, Sexton, Okoro, and then Kuminga out there with Jared Allen at the five could be a very solid five-man rotation. Very young, but at right. least has all the athleticism that you want. So he's your he's your third guy on your board, on your big board, regardless of position. Um, right, they can't. They're still too say, early in a rebuild to go well, with like so, fit, right? I mean, yeah, they got to be going best guy available. I'm just asking. Yeah, I would say he's probably four on my yeah. big board. I would say Green. You didn't get a whole lot of the G League Ignite team because of the you know because of the shutdown and whatever. They only played you know a little like I think 15 or 16 games, mm. and a lot of them were during the middle of the day. But I saw some of them, and Green was definitely more of the alpha on that team, you know, at least the best player on that team. So yeah. I think it would be ridiculous of me to say, you know, I think Kuminga might have more upside, but I think Green's probably the better player. And as far as a safer pick, I'd probably have Green at three. But that's why I said, you know, I brought up Green first. Kuminga is one of those guys that I feel like is a better fit and interests me a little bit more, but right. I would, you know. Upside if, if, tantalizing. Yeah, it? I was going to say, if I had to be in the front office, you know, you're trying to keep your job. Green's probably the better pick. So I guess you're you're going off the assumption, or you're confident in the fact that they take care of uh, extending Allen and Sexton this off season. Uh, well, Sexton still has, I believe, another year or two as far as options. He's eligible for the rookie extension. I think they try to get it done this year, and if they don't, maybe trade him. I mean, if they if they take Green, then you've kind of got to figure out because you know if you're taking the top three pick he's got to start pretty close to right away right so you you might look into trading him uh the thing about jared allen is really the only reason why i wouldn't see him you know either get a deal done or he's a restricted free agent 
which would just mean if he doesn't like your offer, he goes somewhere else, signs an offer sheet, and you sign him back, which isn't that big of a deal. But the only way I would potentially see them not do that is if Evan Mobley falls. But even at that point, I would still think you have to re-sign Jared Allen, maybe try to play them together, try to figure it out before trading Allen, because he's a guy that you did give up some assets for. So you want to keep those assets, even if it's a guy that you plan to trade in a year or something. But Allen's still young, has worked really well in the pick and roll with some of those smaller guys. So I think he's definitely a guy that you could see in the future you know, be a big part of this team, especially if they can get, and you mentioned, you know, possibly getting some veterans and you've seen it in, in Phoenix with Chris Paul, maybe not Chris Paul skill level, but right. a solid floor general, maybe even like a Garrett Temple, mm-hmm. like it's just a solid guy that can get, you know, sexed in some easy shots, Allen, some easy positions on the pick and roll, maybe even a Coro in some spots where he can feel more comfortable. Cause you saw him kind of develop from the floor as the season went on. And that would especially help with a young guy, whether it's Green, Suggs, Kuminga, Mobley. Yeah. Maybe Cade Cunningham if something if, if <laughs> something insane. The happens. Pistons and Rockets lose their network connection and you know can't make a pick, so it falls to three. I don't know. But you know, any of those people, a solid point guard would make yeah. a whole lot better. So I think that's gotta be one of your top priorities. Well, we'll see. We've got uh, about a month, end of July, right? July 29th is the big night for the NBA draft. Cavs picking a number three. As we move into our big chug, we're talking baseball. Uh, Roughly this weekend, uh, I believe up to July 4th for the Indians, uh, both Ohio teams will reach their halfway point in the season. Uh, So reaching roughly the halfway point, all-star game coming up here in a couple weeks. We're going to do a little uh, halfway point recap, kind of see where we are with our teams. Of course, Zach with the Indians and Josh with the Reds. So um, Zach, we'll start with you. And kind of an interesting season for the Indians. Playing well, you know, I think you'd agree exceeding expectations but also dealing with some some difficult injuries so as a team what would you say you're most impressed with so far into the season most i believe what 41 and 33 as we're as we're sitting here today uh the shy socks and then three back in the wild card um most impressed with just the the fight in this team, it's something different. I don't. I don't. This reminds me. I'm not saying they're gonna go as far. It reminds me of 16. A little. I mean, just the energy. You got a lot of young guys. A lot of guys with things to prove. Um, by 19, that team. Even last year, you just saw in the dugout. Everybody's just sitting there, shoulder slumped, just looking around. You know, waiting games. And this team, and they're they fight, they battle, they've won games in like all sorts of weird ways. Um, yeah, hits late by random guys. Hits late or just taking the extra base, scoring on a wild pitch. Just wild stuff like that. Um, and, and Francona finally letting these guys run. That was my biggest thing with Francona. Always. He never let the Indians run. Ever. They never stole bases. Now these guys are stealing bases. Um, you know, I think if, if the Indians just stay competitive for the rest of the year, I mean, no doubt Francona deserves manager of the year. Um, but I also think there's a tip of the cap to Antonetti. 
and Cherney in the front office. I mean, Ahmad Rosario uh, looks like he just need. I mean, people forget two years ago he was like a number one, number two prospect in all of baseball. Mets fans tired of him. Get shipped to Cleveland in the Lindor trade, and right now, I mean, he's raking, raking right now. Um, and then even like they found a guy like Harold Ramirez. He's like spent a couple of years as like that twenty sixth kind of guy on the Marlins and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I mean, again, another guy hitting two seventy six brings a ton of energy. Yeah, you um, see him pop up probably twice a week with a clutch hit. He always, he's had like multitude, both of them, multitude of multi hit games, like an absurd amount. Um, yeah, they just just finding these guys. Yeah, I think the fight. I mean, yeah, the injuries are. <laughs> we'll see where they're at here by the All Star break. You know, the pitching staff's ravaged. Um, outside the back end of the bullpen, so, but so obviously so far a lot to be impressed with, a lot to be. I'm excited ecstatic. About. I thought yeah. this team was gonna be lucky to even play yeah, 500. I, I was gonna say, I mean, he, I know you were kind of. I was downer. Say, I was a Debbie okay, downer. I was say, about you weren't it. like a super super no. down on them, but you definitely weren't optimistic. And yeah. I gotta say, like they've, it's impressive. What two and a half games back. Like yep. so, you you can hang there at least. Oh yeah, can you take a I step mean, further? I mean, they actually have a winning we'll record against the White Sox thus far. Uh, they're six and five, so they've taken it to them. So, uh, with all that positivity, has there been anything that you're kind of disappointed in? Any positions, players? You know, obviously the injuries hurt and kind of put everything through a yeah through a filter there, but. Anything that you wish maybe would have been a little bit better? The only thing I can think of off the top of the head was just, you know, the front office at the beginning not giving some of these young guys a chance. Because you look, right. you know, they you wonder what the record could be if they didn't, you know, waste time giving all these extra at-bats to, you know, Bowers or Ben Gamble Fucking at the beginning Jake of the year. Bowers years. and Ben Gamble. You know what I mean? If they, Bobby yeah. Bradley was up early, Harold Ramirez, you know, Guys like that. Exactly. Like, I mean, I think you kind of hit on those points, and I've, I've railed about the I, A guy who I don't want to hate on him. Yeah, I love him. But I'd say, like, the, an everyday guy has been up, had a really surprisingly good year last year, a veteran presence, um, just really struggled at the plate this year is uh, Cesar Hernandez, um, second baseman. Still playing good defense. And drawing walks. And draw, I mean, yeah, he gets on base. He's a vet. I mean, I think he'll come around, but, I mean, you know, 215 doubles are damn. This guy, granted, we're talking 60 games, but led the league in doubles last year. Um, and, you know, career 276 or so hitter. Um, so you're getting the halfway point and you're hitting 215. That's a little disappointing. But, I mean, you know, even Playing since... below uh, but, replacement. Yeah, but he gets on base, which is still, you know, they moved in the leadoff spot. So, I mean, he's still impacting. But um, him and... Um, Eddie Rosario is finally coming around a little bit, but you know he was the big offseason signing, and he's got his you know he's cre- up to two fifty four. He's up he to two fifty four, but the like, home runs still haven't come yet. And that's what he yeah, six, he does. Six home runs. Right um, so maybe that power will eventually come. That those would be two disappointments. I mean, there's you could go with catching. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Bebo's out, but he still wasn't hitting. I don't know why they can't find anybody yeah, who can Hedges hit two hundred one sixty one. I mean, and don't be wrong. I was hitting 131. Rene Rivera yeah. is hitting 245, but once again, and only 53 at bats. Like it's just they since I mean since Jan Gomes was yeah, there, since the animal. they they haven't and even Jan and Jan was, had an All Star Silver Slugger year, several bad years at the plate, and then had like one more good year, I was and say, that was it. Yeah, Jan was like a like a 220 hitter, which you 
love. Right I would now. take a 220 yeah. hitter. I was say, he had but like 20 two home years runs, of like but, 280. But. Yeah. Um, honestly, you know, it's going to sound cliche. There's been so much crazy stuff that's happened. This roster has been turned over time and time again. Um, you know, you maybe Tristan McKenzie, Logan Allen. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff, but those guys are still, all these guys are so young still. I'm not like, and you can see you can see it there, like especially there. with McKenzie. Yeah. You look at him. You know, they just need some more inning. time. Yeah. yeah, they just need. I like it's just hard for me to be like oh, I'm really disappointed. That's why I kind of picked the two vets out. But honestly, I'm just I'm ecstatic. This is crazy to me. I I thought they would yeah. be like right down at the bottom, 10, 12 games. You're back. hanging right there. I know they are. They're right. fighting. Running I love with the it. Bolts. So uh, from you know one team that's that's in the race to another team that has kind of bounced between being in the race and not being in the race. I mean, you call the NL Central a race? They're 500 <laughs> at this point. I don't know. The it's Reds more of a stumbling between, to the like, finish line by all teams. <laughs> hey, Cubs are six games over 500. Brewers are 12 games Oh, but you can't tell me. It's Brewers, Cubs, Reds, Cardinals, especially we're seeing it with the Cardinals right now. Like, each team has such a severe flaw to them. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it's just like... And you've seen such a great example of how it screwed each team at some point this season. Oh yeah, so they go far. on like I mean they go like two and eight over. I mean you can see the red the pirate or the Cardinals are two and eight. Well, I, I, the Reds I mean, are when three we, and seven. When we talked on our last episode, four teams were within like two and a half games of being yeah. in the division, and now they're all spread out again. I mean, and yeah. next week, I'm sure we'll all be back within like a game and a Outside half of each of like other. The Dodgers though, and then the way the Giants have played, I. Most of these teams have some major weaknesses, though. I mean, yeah. someone's relying on something. But uh, before we get to the weaknesses, I guess we'll start with the Reds, where we started with the Indians. I mean, strength, things that have kind of impressed you for this season. I'm sure it's got to start in the outfield. Right? It's got to start in the outfield. Uh, as we speak tonight, actually, we're recording on uh, Monday, and you saw the one-two punch in effect there, the dynamic duo, the gruesome twosome. The the they tried coming up with a bunch of nicknames for him and I Jesse Winker and Nick Castellanos are those dudes. Let me tell you that right now. Wink Stillianos. Wink Stillianos. I like that. I, I haven't heard one. that that's, one. That's, that's I like that. Wink, a... Wink Stillianos. <laughs> Wink Stillianos combined uh, already for two two runs tonight as we speak, and uh, Nick Castellanos hitting three forty three. Uh, Jesse Winker three twenty five. I mean, that's just been yeah. That was one of those things for me that I was like, you saw it with Winker a little bit at the end of last year, but you're like, you, you know, these guys are better at the plate than I mean, that's, this. That's an insane. I can't even wrap my head around those batting. I'm talking about dudes raking. We're talking about like I'm talking like two seven. That's what's frustrating about the All Star. Like, I'm, like, right I'm like, it's just like Mookie Betts is one off from them in All Star voting right now while he's batting like two forty or whatever, and it's just like these guys. I mean, you listen to this. Listen to this slash line. I mean, Nick Castellanos three forty three three ninety five five ninety. Jesse Winker three twenty five four hundred one five ninety. Both of them just under the big one triple zero OPS. Right. I mean, the no, value yeah. on these guys right now is insane. And then you've also had. Talking about things that have been impressive, the third guy to that outfield, Tyler Naquin, knocking, knocking, knocking. Who would have thought he that changed he, his name from? I mean, he's only hitting two fifty two, but boy, he's come up in some clutch clutch spots. Twelve home runs on the year so far. Uh, but the thing that I've been most impressed with 
And just real quick on that, as far as OPS plus goes, and usually about a hundred is average on there. Yeah. The Reds have you know five of their uh, eight starters over a hundred in OPS plus, and I mean Barnhart's hitting about average. Barnhart's hitting about average. Nakeen is hitting just about average, <laughs> and then you have, I mean Castellanos and Winker, Winkstilianos in the 155 156 range which is and these are the guys ridiculous. you were expecting it from but then you have rookie catcher Tyler Stevenson with a 112 OPS plus and then Jonathan Indian 105 and Jonathan India is where I was going with this hmm. Jonathan India rookie out of Florida I mean the way he is able to like in the game the other day I forget who was pitching, but he looked bad. He's been the leadoff batter for the Reds recently, and he looked bad at the plate in his first appearance. Bad whiffs, spinning out of his shoes type swings. The next at bat, he comes up, uh, believe he rang it to a full count, like seven pitchers or something, and then ends up getting a knock. I mean, for a rookie like him to make the adjustments he's making right now has been crazy. He's hitting 265, 374, 405. Uh, he's just he's been really impressive to watch as a rookie. So is Tyler Stevenson, but India I was not expecting this from. And he's a gem in the field at second base too. The, the one other guy that I would add is, you know, a guy that I saw uh you know, a little bit. I mean, he made his first start in uh May, has made six starts would be uh Vladimir Gutierrez, yeah. you know, has given up. I mean, has had some issues with uh walks recently, but you know, has given up three or less runs in five of his six starts. And when you're talking about a right. rookie just coming up, like, that's about all you can ask for. Uh, I mean, they've, they're have they only three and three in his starts, but one of them was a one nothing loss. One of them was a 3-2 loss. Like, you can't put that on him. Well, and then he, the, only, the only game where he gave up a lot of uh, runs was against the Padres, which who have a stacked lineup, and he's gone at least five innings in all six of his starts, which yeah. is exactly what you want to see at it. Well, yeah. I mean, he got called up when we were facing, not that we still aren't, but at the time it was just like, man, guys are going down. Like, who's in? Like, if we didn't have him, if, if Gutierrez has not been as good as he has been, then we would be not having some of the conversations we're going to have about the Reds. <laughs> But, uh, I, yeah, I mean, so many young guys have stepped up while so many old guys like Votto and Barnhart have returned to this weird, powerful hitters at the plate. It's, and it's awesome. But for all the good, as a team that's 500, uh, there's quite a bit of bad. So, uh, Ooh, do we have to talk about where, Suarez? Where do you want to start with disappointment? <laughs> uh, oh, I, I have did, a story my th- for my disappointment. That's my thing about the Reds, man, is that it's it's like one step forward and two steps backwards down the stairs and you hit your head at the bottom. Like, I, you know, we just before, uh, after our last show, they went on a five-game winning streak and then immediately turned around and went on a six-game losing streak. And have since then win, loss, win, loss, win. So it's just this painful agony of a team that you're like, oh, this team can easily be over 500. This team definitely can compete. And then there are some nights where you're like, oh, please sell the team and put us out of our misery. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> so it's it's like I always say with the Reds on this podcast, it is a roller coaster right now. But we're not going to talk about I was going to say... Mark Reynolds reincarnated as Eugenio Suarez. So <laughs> it's, it's actually interesting right now. I mean, uh, he's got 
16 home runs, 44 rubies I'll give you, but he's on pace for about 200 strikeouts. Yeah, yeah, he's been he's becoming a uh, shout-out to our— He doesn't play for three teams a year, so he's not quite Mark Reynolds. <laughs> That's fair. Shout-out to our listener, Ken Richards, who randomly uh, hit me up the other, like in the middle of the afternoon. He didn't say hi. He didn't say anything. I hadn't talked to him in like a good week or two. And he says, do you know anything about Adam Dunn? Do you remember Adam Dunn? And I was like, <laughs> said, yeah, he Kenny, plays, what a familiar, yes. he plays yeah. third base for the Reds right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what you're seeing with Suarez. But uh, this is kind of uh, breaking news for the Reds, but they just called up Alejo Lopez, um, who is an infield prospect for the Reds. And some people got to talking about, do you maybe shop Suarez at the deadline? There were talks, rumors that they shopped Suarez last year. Do you Suarez's contract? It would give the Reds what's, some money what's to his, spend. What's his deal? What are we looking at? What are we looking at, Josh? Don't just throw hypotheticals there. What are we doing? Oh, it's not a hypothetical. No, I meant but because we got, gotta at, know what we're working because, with. Here. Because, like you said, like if you trade Suarez, a lot of people are like if you trade trade Suarez now, what are you going to get for him? You're not well, gonna it's going to depend like on what kind of money return. we're talking he's about. On, he's on 11 mil a year. So He's I, making 11 million a year for... He's on under contract for 22, 23, 24, and then a club option for 15 million in 2025. So you'd have three more years of control plus a club option for a fourth. Still. So you'd be on the hook for three years, 33 mil, plus the... You know, whatever, whatever, four mil, depending on so, when they so trade. So, here's, here's for a guy who will be on, on at thirty. Sorry, next. So year. here's here's the scenario. So it'll be thirty five, three forty two, five ninety three after this year in dead cap. Here's the scenario I'm saying hey. though is that you're not going to get like in terms of like immediate return and prospect right, return. Right, you're no, not no, I'm not saying get it's a, a bad idea to but shop gonna, somebody. But will you're going to get that. rid of that. Yeah, it's like if you hey. can find a team to pay for two years ago, Suarez. <laughs> Or a team that's bad enough that I will mean, pay for Suarez for right now. You unload that money, and then you have that money to plus 80, spend 90 RBIs on the relief arms you need, the shortstop that you might need if Kyle you know Farmer who would doesn't just pay it out. just because they're assholes and they can, and just because they want like the most ridiculous dugout. I was gonna say, are you talking Dodgers? Dodgers. I was gonna say the Dodgers would just be like, well, Reds, Reds and Dodgers have had I, great history of I those kind of deals. I see them like, why not? He'll be a pinch hitter only. Plenty I was gonna deals. say though, in 2018, hey. six years, 66 mil was an absolute oh, steal I'm, for him. I mean, right. I'm yeah. not saying I'm saying you'll get something. So yeah, I. I'm curious to see now the Reds are doing the stupid thing where they're saying we're going to wait to get healthy as we put a guy on the injured list every other day. Mm. But it'll be interesting to see what they do with the deadline. I mean, you have to say, as far as disappointments, just the bullpen in general. I mean, you look at the top five. That's not much of a disappointment, though. If you weren't expecting. Yeah, Yeah, but it was to be expected. I mean, everyone. One guy has under five years. The Indians find a way to, like, Scrape and claw and stitch together bullpens, and the Reds just can't By the way, find a bullpen arm to save their goddamn life. What? Did you hear one of the worst lines that I've heard on the? Well, it was it was during the Reds game over the weekend. Uh, I've heard I've heard some pretty bad Chip, lines Chip, on a Reds so, broadcast. Chip, Chip Carey. Well, not that kind of line. <laughs> so Chip Carey, uh, grandson of the great Harry Carey. Oh, 
but the yeah, great. He's famous for being an alcoholic that they put on the air, but what? Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, but my lord's Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Hendricks was in the game, and Chip yeah. Carey, who has worked for both the Braves and the Cubs, mm. stated that I don't remember if he said first player or first pitcher. Either way, it doesn't matter. To have the uh, last name that ends in the letter X. Apparently, completely forgetting about 364 game winner for the Cubs and the Braves, Maddox. Greg Maddox. And it, She's like, man, Greg Maddox could get it. Could take a hike. Yeah. I saw that going around Whoa. on Twitter, and I was like, Greg Maddox. Greg Maddox, <laughs> sir. And There's that even, can't be true anyway. There's even a baseball term named after Greg Maddox. I mean, but that can't be like. Hey, that's all the the company that Hendrix is going to be in, though. Maddox's brother pitched too in the big leagues. Probably, but he said it so confident. No, I know, but like, that's quite without someone telling you that that's true. Well, hey, Zach, do you do you have one bold prediction on the Indians for the second half? They'll get no hit again. I'm still riding out. I think they're going to get no hit three times. I, three P? I think they're going to go for a three P. That's my bold prediction. I'm sticking oh, with it. Sheesh. They're going to get no hit one Pass more time. Pass up the old Pittsburgh Allegheny. Set the, yep. Oh, I believe it. But uh, what about you, Josh? Bold? Cincinnati Reds are going to win the one game wild card game. Oh, man. Quedo. We're coming back, talking the rest of the league, Quedo. leaving Ohio, and uh, we'll be back to our big chug in a moment on 30 Rack of Sports. Damn it, I was so sure he was going to say they were going to win the World Series. SBC's newest West Coast IPA beer, and named after what we are going through right now, loaded with 22 pounds of hops and is a traditional West Coast style. What the hell? 20. Or as they call it, WTH 20. 2020. 2020! I just don't know why everybody's playing out 2023. You know, for something that's named so chaotic, like what the hell 2020, it's a pretty like tame beer. Like it's just a solid IPA. Like it's a good beer. I don't know. That's a great beer. I get what you're saying. But it's not like something insane. It's not like a cayenne pepper cinnamon double banana IPA. It's just like. It is what it is, but it's solid. I mean, once again, if you're like, I like hoppy, I like IPAs, it's it's right on style. Exactly. No, and it's I, great. And I think that's the one thing that we've, I think we've kind of realized through all these beers is sometimes people take leaps. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're okay. But if you say, I want to make an IPA or I want to make a New England IPA or I want to make a Pilsner or Citra IPA or Stout, as long as you're on style, it's good. I think the issue oh, yeah. is sometimes when you say, well, we're just making a regular IPA, and then it's like weird and not very IPA-ish. Well, no, yeah, I mean, I think it's not... I wouldn't call it safe. It's not safe, right? There, everybody's making these traditional IPAs, so you've got to show your craftsmanship and your ability to do it correctly. They knocked it out of the ballpark. And that can be tough to do when you're comparing it to all these other ones. Yeah, and I think it, it's... To give it a sports reference, it's like... Free throws aren't mm-hmm. aren't the sexy thing. You know, you're not shooting from 40 feet, but if you're shooting yeah. 90% from the free throw line, like, that's solid. I would call this, like, a 90%, you know. Exactly. It wins the you the ball game. Yeah, it's, it's an 8 or 9 out of 10 as far as if you want exactly this style, it is right on this style. It's mm-hmm. crisp. It's hoppy. 
it's exactly what you want. Well, and on the other side of the coin from what you guys were saying, I think, you know, one of the hot things right now is to do the wacky, you know, variants of traditional beers. And so to go out and just be really good at doing that traditional beer, uh, I think that speaks volumes. So I I still want to get up there and try more of Steinbrew and Company's beer and their food. Yeah, that looks good. good. And look, if you can put... Like a burger with this IPA would be out of the ballpark. Even if it's just your regular cheeseburger, if they do a burger as well on site, you know, as well, like just a regular burger as well as they do just a regular IPA as well as they do, then it's a perfect, it's yeah, an unbelievable meal. Doing so. this well speaks volumes for your brand. Like, you exactly. know, everything they do is going to be on point. We'll see you soon, Stein Brewing Company. Up coming to the burn. Coming to the burn. The burn. Welcome back to the Big Chug. It's baseball again. Because who does doesn't love talking about baseball? I do. The dog days talking. of summer. The dog We're not days there of yet. summer are almost here. We are leading into the All Star break. And we were just talking about the Reds and Indians, but guys, we're going to step out of Ohio here and, you know, go around the league for once. Because let's be honest, there's a lot we could talk about in baseball right now. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead us off with, with this one, though. There's one team in baseball that has 50 wins right now. Who, who, who would you, don't look it up. Who would I you mean, guess is right that team? I would have guessed the Dodgers. Right? The Giants. It's the Giants. I'm not looking it up. I just, yeah, I know that. Who would have thought? Uh, that's one of the biggest surprises. Nobody of the, thought of this, that though. of the season to me. I mean, I love going back through uh, season previous, especially because half of that roster is former Reds players. I would, you know, you would have never thought. Disco killing it. I know. I, they have so many former Reds hands that are killing it, and just a roster that's killing it. Buster Posey. Well, I mean, that's that's a big part. Buster Posey. That I thought he yeah. was a good dead. Right. They should just cut his ass. Didn't he? Didn't he not play uh, last year at all? No, yeah, he sat out last year because of the the COVID. It's just that that's one of the big surprises. There are so many surprises, I think, across the league. You got the Yaz. Yeah. Yaz's his grandson. Is that his grandson? Right. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you you look at some of these. I mean, Kevin Gossman, eight and one with a one forty nine right. ERA. <laughs> Anthony right. Dis- Disco Disclafani with a two seven seven ERA. Uh, former Reds. I don't know if you ever heard Alex Wood was on the Reds for a yep. little bit. I don't remember him ever actually pitching for him, but he's got a sub four ERA. Cueto's got a three six three ERA. I mean, their bullpen. You know, all their top bullpen arms under four with Taylor Rogers at a one four zero ERA in, you know, almost 39 innings. So they've had the pitching. Can we also talk about Scott Kazmir made two starts for the Giants this <laughs> year. If that's not a name that no one would Yeah, he came back not. after like three years. Not oh, I know, because the last time he was in, was he went to camp with the Indians. That's what I'm saying. Like, they just have all these players. Like, I've, not to, I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but they just have these discarded You're players and a couple no, veterans. You're being really mean. It's, you guys make millions of crazy. dollars. Crazy. They have, if you just look at their, like, non-starters, <clears throat> they have Wilmer Flores, who's probably most known for that slide by Chase Utley that he, oh, like, yeah. broke his leg. They have uh, oh, Mike Talkman, who had like 
two good games for the Yankees. Mauricio Dubon, Darren Ruff, who was like a cast off. For Can we talk about Phillies. Evan Longoria's having a nice bounce back after like seven years of just like unnotableness. He's at like 280 right now. You know uh, who also is hot for the Giants right now? Former Reds backup catcher, Kurt Casale, who hit a walk-off double the other night. Like, I, these guys just stay hot. Very magic, man. On the 60-day DL, was getting on base almost 30% of the time. My boy, 3 a.m., Tommy LaStella. Oh. <laughs> man, yeah. Like, that's so, All it's... over the place, they just have these names where you're like, I didn't know that guy was still playing. I didn't know that guy. I, I know, didn't know that's Alex what I'm saying. I forgot was on the was on the Giants. I saw them once, and uh, what the the Reds were playing the Giants, and the Reds got two runs. Winker hit a walk off or hit a uh, leadoff home run against um, D. Sclafani, and then whatever bullpen pitcher they put in, there was uh, the first batter hit a home run. That was the only two runs that they gave up the whole time. Like they pitched well, they were able to hit in you know plus positions. Get guys moving around the base like they. I mean, they have you know. Plus Buster Posey's hitting three twenty six. Yeah. Steven Duggar. I don't know who that is. It's hitting three twenty six. That's what I'm saying, None man. Of these guys. When you look at the names, you're oh, like, yeah. oh, there's a hole, there's a hole, there's a hole, there's a hole. Well, got, they're such a complete team. You got Brandon Crawford, <laughs> who I remember like seven years ago being like pretty good. And then he's 34, and he's having like on his pace to have like the second or third best year of his career, besides like those two great years he had in the early 2000s. Every player Crazy. in their starting lineup is getting on has an OBP over 300. Yeah, that's insane. That's I mean, their wild. worst hitter is is Mikey Stremski, who still gets on base almost a third of the time. Like it's it's unbelievable, and. The Giants have come out of nowhere after two bad years, but uh, yeah, and Giants. it's not even even your it's not even EYBS, not even even your bullshit. So I don't know what's going can on. We, right uh, it's true. Giants three and a half games ahead of the Dodgers, but they open a series tonight. Can I uh, jumping off point of other people we thought were left for dead? Kind of a legend, a little bit in this area. Former Cubby Kyle Schwarber. Oh, yeah. with the no. bounce back season. Wait, 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 wait. Did what? you guys know that Kyle Schwarber is from Middletown? Yeah, that's why I just said. Oh, okay. He's being sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, what was he on? Like eight homers in five days or something well, this past yeah, week? Right. Yeah, and, and my last yes. nine games, Kyle Schwarber has four multi-homer efforts, eleven total home runs, tied for the most ever nine games with Frank Howard in 1968. Why we keep weird statistics like that, I don't know. I don't know, but that man's almost worked the Nats back to sort of contention. I mean, almost are. back they're, to 500. They're, they're buyers now, yeah. is what they said. They're buyers. I, they're not I, trading Scherzer. They're I buyers. Who leads, who leads the Nationals in RBIs by 14 right now? Tell that would be 22 home runs, 50 RBIs, getting on base a third of the time. Big hits in the World Series, Kyle Schwarber. Joe Buck wanted to suck his dick. I'm sorry, that whole World Series was about Kyle Schwarber. Bullshit. But yeah, he's um, from Middletown. You know, you know what happens when you leave Chicago? Look at that. Turn uh, your career around. Really? Because who has a 2-5-3 ERA as their closer right now for the Nationals? Do you know who that is? It's Brad Hand. So, Ooh, I'm sorry. 
Oh no, I, I miss Brad Hand who's throwing fucking smoke and mirrors up there when we have Klaus A and Corinna Check who both have below one ERA, son. Long season. Long season. That's my point, son. You got Brad Hand out there fucking trying to kill a bear with his bare hands. He's come home so far. But one of these days that bear's gonna fucking get him. Hey, Schwarber made the big hits when it counted. Banners fly forever, as you know. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna move on to to another topic here. Um, God, he can't help but bring that up. 2016 drives me nuts. Here's we talked about biggest disappointments with the Indians and the Reds. Biggest disappointment in the league so far, I think, is that Shohei Otani is like acting like the reincarnation of Babe Ruth right now, and they also have he's on the IL right now, but they also have Mike Trout. I've heard of him, yes. And then the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim are 10 and a half games back, 37 and 40 records. Well, Josh, yeah, with, because with outside that, of them. Yeah, was, well, they have Brandon. But Josh, Still. can you name me another starter on the Angels rotation? I can name one. I can name one. Without looking at it, I promise. The only reason why I know is because I saw him pitching once. I was like, oh, that's where he is. Former. Oriole cast off Dylan Bundy. Oh, is no. on yeah, the yeah, story. Yeah, no, but like, is that of that? Pull that yeah. one out. Yeah, I just, I, I just wish. Whoa, whoa, Steve Shashak is relieving. So, okay. Whoa, <laughs> Alex Cobb. Shit, Alex Cobb. Yeah, Rossell Glazius, Jose Quintana. Well, damn. Like, yeah, this is this is like the reverse of the Giants of like names. You're like, fuck, they still play and right, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm they're saying. They're not putting up. <laughs> they're they're ten and a half games back in the division and they eight and a half back from a wild on. card. It's just like, man, you wish you could put something together for those guys. But I guess it's fun if you're an Angels fan. You go see those guys. You take the loss. You go home. I mean, I was shocked. I- I was so shocked my trail signed that deal. And I give mad respects for for him for signing that long-term deal there. But I'm like, son, yeah, but anybody would have given him way more. Don't, don't give me that. Like, he could have signed anywhere for a shitload of money and probably been the – he could have played for the fucking Dodgers and have a ring. And he's going to tough it out. First of all, they're not, they're not even in L.A. He's in Anaheim. He calls, his, he calls his mom That's like That's like being like Middletown of Cincinnati. That's the comparison. Like if there was another team in Cincinnati Ooh. and they played in Middletown. Whoa. Ooh, First whoa. off, <clears throat> you watch your mouth. Fine. Sorry, <laughs> Hamilton. Oh, hey, whoa, hey. <laughs> Don't talk about Kyle Schwarber's hometown like that. He's from Middletown. <laughs> so, uh, then you know, Thank God he's far away. But what were we doing? Oh, but yeah, I'm, I'm shocked he signed that deal. So I would say aside of the Angels, as far as disappointments, I would also stay in the AL. The Minnesota Twins. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. They are they are seven and three in their last ten. They are still eleven and a half out. Yeah. Have they, not had the pitching. Have not And had I called any. it because the twins were all again, Smoke Well, they also Dobinak, who they signed to that deal, who played an independent ball. There's a reason you played an independent ball. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I can't That remember. pitching last year, I was shocked they pitched that well. I was like, there's no way they do it again. I'm trying to find it, but I... Yeah, here, yeah, the Minnesota Twins, as far as mid-May, 
They were three and seven in one run games and zero oh and seven in extra inning games. And basically, I don't think I think at that point they had still not converted any of their ghost runners for extra innings. They are point oh oh two percentage points in their win percentage behind the Detroit Tigers, who have a negative seventy two run differential and are yeah, getting their yeah. ass whooped right now by Cleveland. 10 to 4. So, so, yeah, you look at their team last year, and like all of their uh, pitchers were like under 4 ERA. All of their relief pitchers were under like a 4 ERA. And now you have Jay Happ, who has almost a 6 ERA. That's shocking. Uh, Schumacher, who has like a 7 ERA. Kenta Maeda, who was like their best pitcher last year, who has like a 5 ERA. And then they just don't like even Colome. Is not great, so they just don't have the, the pitching right now. I mean, as far as the hitting, they're you know relying on Miguel Sano, who can't get a hit if he tried his best. Max Kepler isn't playing the Indians every day, so he doesn't get that many hits. <laughs> yeah, um, Max Kepler, and then Byron Buxton, who has been murdering the ball when he gets to the plate, but he, he was... only has a hundred. Well, he got hurt and then came back, had like two at-bats and got hit on the hand and it's back on. So, I mean, Buxton is hitting 369 with uh, almost a 1,200 OPS, but he just can't stay healthy. Finally living up to that billing. Oh, my goodness. In the short stint. Um, Yeah, that those are two huge ones. The other one, I would also stay in the AL. I don't know. The NL is just there's the so NL many teams so The NL is a so mess. Close. It's a fucking mess. The NL Outside East, the AL, the, the NL, NL West East is exciting though. Yeah. Oh man. Can I we wish talk about that? I know we kind of did, but you got the Dodgers the Reds coming just played in. You got in San the Pods. Diego, man, and the yeah. having that stadium. So even the first that first game was in one of the best baseball games I've watched in when a was long the last time. Last time that stadium was full. And. The ending of that game went back nah. and forth. The ninth <laughs> inning, Reds Reds took the lead, bottom of the ninth, Tatis. The place went bananas for the walk-off, and I, I wasn't even mad. I was like, that was awesome. That was yeah, such I mean, a – like, and I was just like, that place is rocking right now. Oh, yeah. Just, that's They're watching the NFL. Especially for a city that lost their football team. They're, they got nothing. They're they 14 the games over 500 and still four and a half out yeah. in the division. I mean, add the Giants to that mix. Like, that's why I wish the NL Central was kind of at its former glory because you could have like five to seven teams really whew, running at the yeah. top right there. But it, they, I wish, I wish those games weren't so late here on the East Coast. I know, it's hard. Man, man, they're fun to watch. The Dodgers Padres series have been incredible. That's been one of the best parts of baseball life. Oh yeah, the AOS, that whole that Cal, basically the AL Cal or NL California. Now, the we other- also have the uh, the AL East, four teams over five hundred, but uh, I mean, the team trying to the team trying to buy a championship now in fourth place, six and a half out. <laughs> yeah, Love it. I know. Love the yeah, I think everybody loves to see that. Uh, but yeah, it's. I think the one thing that I've been the most upset about. To kind of switch gears here. Oh, is you had Wander Franco, the number one prospect yeah. in baseball, make his debut. In that debut, his first at bat, went yard for a go-ahead homer there, three-run homer, and then made that great double play, uh, tag double play uh, in the field. And that was the first night, though, that the sticky stuff 
you know, things went on. And I was just like, man, oh, here we are, uh, this kid's debut, and he's going wild out there. And we're here talking about the sticky stuff. So, oh, my God. So what do you guys think about the the sticky know, stuff? Greg. stuff? Oh, I'll let you have the floor. No, please. no, no. You're, you know, you're you're getting all worked up over here. I am worked up. I don't know everybody's bitching and moaning. I'm tired of hearing about it. My God, it's against the rules. It always has been. They check the knuckleballer for sticky substances to improve spin rate. If that's not ridiculous, then I don't know what I don't care. Is. Something needed to a, be done. Have you seen a knuckleball in your life? I, I have seen a knuckleball. My One Tyler Brooker is well known. <laughs> Um, You're not trying for spin rate, though. Like, why check a guy for sticky stuff look, after? Look, and, look, and just because someone strikes out, how many out, times do you have to check him? Every inning, out. every pitch, every pitch, every pitch. That's what I'm saying. Yes, like, thank goodness, because baseball games aren't slow enough. They checked Scherzer God. so many times. I would that take night. off. I would put my pants right down to my fucking ankles. At that I don't want to hear me. the bitching and moaning about it. Um, it's been against the rules. I don't, I don't, they didn't change the rules. They didn't change the fucking rules. You were never supposed to be able to do that. They didn't enforce it. I do think it's ridiculous so that they, they all of a sudden mid-season are enforcing it. the enforcement in the middle of the season? I'm fine with that because baseball is always, like, it's reactionary. Every, other, every other sport will, it's like, come out with something, like, mid-season. Like, hey, we're going to do this now. Like, baseball, or at least change. Baseball hasn't changed the rules in, like, fucking 100 years. They take forever Let's get it going. People want runs. What put, what gets people excited? What did the NFL do when games were 10 to 7? They told corners, you can't knock guys off their routes. You can only bump and run in five yards. You got to keep your hands off. People, what they do in hockey, they put, I don't understand hockey that much, but I know they made a change. They're like behind two, the net. Two line passes. Yes. yes. Trapezoid. My yeah. point, what they do in the NBA, centers have a six second or five second. Three second. Is it three seconds? Yeah, but yeah, they don't do it mid season though. No, I mean, I meant like on defense, the defenders can oh, also be Well, in it's defensive three second, but also yeah. they banned zone defense for a while. They right. brought it back, but it's kind of in this weird. I couldn't remember what it was in mid those three. But, uh, but my point is, they, people want runs. And here's the thing I, I, I don't understand the complaint because it's not like they didn't change the rule. All they just said was, hey guys, we're going to now start doing this. It'd be like, again, if you got a speeding ticket. And they never enforced the speeding before. You can't, like, what are you going to do? Go to the judge, like, well, they never did it before. And he'd be like, well, tough shit. It's been on the fucking books. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Like, I don't understand this. I and, and, like, all these pitchers coming out and be like, well, that's why I got hurt. Or, like, you're just admitting that the only reason you're good is because you cheat. Like, that's the only fucking I thing. see it as more of an overarching thing with the way baseball is run now. Like, here I we are. Like Manfred, but my God, yeah, like, they did something. But, like, here we are. This kid is having an amazing debut as the number one prospect in baseball. And uh, on the same night, Max Scherzer is getting checked, what, three or four times just because he struck a dude out the, well, at yeah, the previous Gir- That's Girardi being a dickhead. He's asking and then, for yeah, Girardi I mean. Girardi like, is a madman out there. I don't know what the hell he thought he was doing, but, <laughs> well, like, Jedrick. put uh, – oh, my but God. We, we can – Just here, like, that. we're talking about those things when, like, we should be, like – you always say, oh, you, you, nobody knows the stars in baseball. It's like, here's this new star, but we're sitting here asking Max Scherzer to pull his pants See, down. See, but the like, issue is, it may be a rule, but it's not actually a rule until they enforce it. We've been in there in 
points every time, whether it's in school or in driving, and it's one of those things you run the you you speed through this area all the time, and then suddenly they put in speed cameras. But like I said, I've seen it in force before. It's not like it's never been in force. It just usually took a manager to say what the fuck, and they did. And what these guys do now with the ball, like Trevor Bauer's bitching about, bud, you're the one who started this whole thing. Trevor Bauer came out in 2018 and was accusing everybody of doing it. And no offense, I believe Trevor Bauer said, well, fuck it. They're not going to enforce it. So now I'm going to use it. I believe he uses that now. And that's why he also I believe was that's exactly what he said. After I watched him in Cleveland for four years, struggled to 4.5 ERA every goddamn time. It needs to be enforced. I, I think the hitters had enough. And I'm fine with the hitters. Because well, I've saw interviews yeah, where like, I, I, don't, saying, I, I don't, played baseball for like, 15 years I've never seen a ball move like that. I don't it's disagree impossible. I don't disagree with you it's just mid season and to the lengths that goes to for, sometimes I mean it's I, just like insane. I said before the show I saw Johnny Cueto doing that in 2012 why not do it in 2012 you say it's it's immediate but I saw it happen years ago they would the reds would always wear the caps with the red bills or with the black bills on it. it doesn't matter when or what it's always it's in the rule book it's and it's print, not the first time and it's not book. the first time we've seen this with baseball plenty of guys used to do something else and then it became a problem all of a yeah, sudden and that was led by players doing, saying we've had doing enough of this something for once normally baseball doesn't do shit they let the that. game I'll degrade give you that. yeah i'll give you that you can disagree with the timing. Sure, I thought they should have just done it in the beginning of the season when they talked about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. But my point yeah. is, I don't want to hear pitchers bitching about this conspiracy about the baseballs last year. My God, Justin Verlander, I thought was going to cry and cry and cry because we all know he's cheating or doing steroids because there's no way at your age you're all of a sudden fucking pumping up 98 again. Well, the, I, I would say the spin rate, but also the baseball's changing, adding and removing seams. I know you're not very experienced in fluid dynamics. I like know they did, but no one know. else complains. The the hitters never fucking complain. Mm. You never hear them when they're down bitching about pitchers every time. The rosin bag wasn't soft enough. It's always something. I got a blister on my fingy. Like, Jesus Christ. I'm tired of hearing about it. Well, the blisters it's- is how they used to do before the uh, before the sticky substances. They used to build up the calluses to try to get a little bit better grip. And then you'd pop the calluses and then turn into a blister. All right, yeah, real quick. Uh, Thanks for that, Greg. Real quick. Well, real... some of, some people that are listening might not understand that. Oh, okay. Mid- <laughs> I was forget what Mid- mid-season. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're doing a thing <laughs> here, guy. <laughs> and by viewing, I mean listening. I just got this uh, Real quick to end uh, end our talk on baseball here, uh, mid-season <laughs> World Series champion picks. Zach. Whoa. Oh, pass. Go get a Greg. Greg. <laughs> I need a minute. I need a minute. Um, I'm going to say the White Sox get there. But they lose to the Dodgers. Dodgers over White Sox. I'm taking the Tampa Bay Rays. Repeat. Over. Yeah. Over. Who? Oh, 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 over. Uh, the Padres. I'm gonna be born. I'm going Dodgers, Red Sox, and the Dodgers win again. That 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 roster's fucking stupid. It is pretty stupid. It's a. You buy your way, you know? Yeah. So let us know. Are you with Zach and I? You riding with the Dodgers? You going a little bit south to San Diego with the Padres? Or maybe you're an AL guy. Maybe you're all in on the uh, Seattle Mariners. I don't know. Let us know at 30 Rack Sports.
what's brewing real quick guys we've got uh, a lot of anniversaries to get to uh greg i know you said uh he, you got a trip to cleveland coming up i need you to stop somewhere for me and wish market garden brewery oh yeah a happy 10 years whole decade for the market garden brewery uh they just had their big birthday bash this past weekend uh you know one of my favorite cleveland breweries it's great right brunch. there in ohio city yeah great brunch place uh they've got the Viking Pale Ale there, and they uh, released a new berry on top. It was a blackberry Hefeweizen, uh, which is, you know, right up the Market Garden Alley. They've got oh, some yeah. great summertime beers there, a lot of great Hefeweizen and Pale Ales. So if you're, you're nice, up in the... nice citrusy weeds. Yeah, yeah. Part. If you're up in the Cleveland area, stop at the Market Garden. Uh, one we've had on the show, and I'm going to need a reminder on how to say it, the Muskelung, Muskelung? Muskelungi, yeah, Muskelung. Uh, we're probably mispronouncing that, but uh, the Muskelung Brewing Company, they uh, are celebrating their third anniversary. They recently released the Deer Creek American Lager and the Sippo Lake Vienna Lager. So good. Those seem like very gamey lagers, but I'm into that. <laughs> Uh, so happy three years to Muskelung. And then finally one that uh, we've not had this one on and I actually have not heard of them, but I thought this was a cool story. Uh, Fifth Street Brew Pub is celebrating their ninth anniversary. Um, however, it will be... Sorry. Where are they at? They are West Central. They're uh, out in uh, like out in the Dayton-ish area. Okay. Roughly Dayton Central, centric area. Yeah, uh, okay. they're, they're out that way. Um, but their brewmaster, their founding brewmaster... Um, they're actually in downtown Dayton, excuse yeah. me. Um, Fifth Street Brew Pub and their founding brewmaster is uh, heading out. He's got a stained glass art studio, which I thought was cool. He's devoting more time to that. But he will be leaving the brewery, so they will be celebrating him. And that's nine years of brewing beers for Fifth Street Brew Pub. Uh, he's responsible for things like the Icebreaker IPA, which is their fan favorite. And then these I thought were interesting. A mint cookie stout, and mm. then he's got something called the Herbivore series, and that's a series of beers that are infused with things from the garden, such as lemongrass, basil, mm. those kind of things. Uh, so they were celebrating him. Cheers to Darren Link, the founding brewmaster of Fifth Street Brew Pub, and their ninth birthday. So many, so many breweries, guys, celebrating anniversaries. You love to see it. A lot of other cool stories at OhioCraftBeer.com. Org. As we move to the end of our show, of course, we get to our shout-outs. First off, to the burn, we want to shout-out Stein Brewing Company. Uh, just, a, just a solid IPA. Just like Great a stuff. very good very drinking good. beer. One that I would love to have again. Uh, potentially a trip, a boy's trip Gotta up to, uh, up to the burn yeah. to try this. I mean, this food looks unbelievable. If you're in that area, or maybe just want to take a little detour off 71. It's about 45 minutes off 70, or it's like 30 minutes off 71. So it's a little bit of a detour, but Mount Vernon, a, a very cool area. So uh, maybe take a look, Stein Brewing Company. So uh, established in 2017. Uh, also, quick shout out to the listeners. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, you know, did have last week off. We have, uh, I believe, two more shows coming up. We will have a show, a 4th of July or 5th of July show coming up. And then one more week before our uh, 
break we'll be out for about three or four weeks for the olympics and then be back in mid-august to get you ready for football 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 football. yeah but before we end the show josh who you cheers in uh wonderful i can't believe we're almost talking about football that's crazy uh i am giving my uh toast my cheers to pat kelly who is the skipper for triple a side louisville bats uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's making its rounds on the internet. But Pat Kelly was ejected over the weekend from a Louisville Bats Did game. he throw a grenade from the pitcher's mound with the Rosa <laughs> back? Not. Ah. He did not. Uh, he was ejected uh, whilst uh, home plate umpire Taka Matsua was uh, having a trouser malfunction. <laughs> His belt had broke. And you could clearly see where, you know, you know those they've got those deep pockets to yeah. keep the other baseballs and everything. Weighing him down a little bit without the belt. So he's trying to like fix his belt and everything. And I guess Kelly was like, let's go or like speed it up or whatever. Must have said something because the guy's like grabbing his pants and everything. And all of a sudden is like, yeah, out of here. And injects this guy whilst trying to fix this trouser malfunction. Uh, John Boy did a great breakdown of it and a great lip reading because then Kelly comes out and is like, what I do? What I do? And he was like, he was like, you said something. He was like, I didn't say anything. And it's a great. It's one of his best uh, like lip reading breakdowns, I thought. But such a great, awesome, quirky moment. Pat moment. And I learned Pat Kelly has like been with the Reds organization for like three decades now. So shout out to Pat Kelly. Awesome moment. Well, it's gonna be tough to be with the Reds that de- with of, the Reds for the last three decades. Good That's farm. Been a rough three decades. Good farmhand, Pat Kelly is. Yikes. All right, Zach, who are you shouting out this um, Monday? Forgive me if I'm pronouncing this wrong, but Josh has got his face covered. Like, it's right. knocking. Huh? Knocking. <laughs> uh, I was going to shout out, uh, I think it's Ime Udoka. Oh, yeah, Ime Udoka. Did yeah. nail it? Nice. Yeah. Uh, first, uh, well, new Celtics head coach as Brad Stevens is moving upstairs. I thought that whole thing was I know, weird. I know. Um, <laughs> Very bizarre. But he's also the first head coach of African origin. And that's his father uh, immigrated from Nigeria. So, Unlike what Jay Williams said, not the first black coach in Celtics <laughs> history. <laughs> Is that what he said? <laughs> oh, yeah. And then he claimed he got hacked. <laughs> There's six of them. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, actually, the first black head coach this fellow by the name of bill russell, russell. Oh, i'm I sorry about doc him. river there's, there's i, I like, didn't hear the part where he said he got hacked <laughs> oh yeah he said he said uh that tweet that celtics tweet from earlier was not from me my password <laughs> has been changed <laughs> oh that's great uh but yeah shout out uh to the sixers you know the sixers geez never mind celtics the celtics say, yeah no and one's, and nobody's doing uh, that right now Udoka as well so Yudoka's been on a. Worked I mean, his he, way through the through the ranks. Yeah, I, I believe he played in the league for a little bit. Has has been through as an assistant head coach is a very solid head coaching choice. Like, yeah. uh, I know there were a couple. I know Chauncey Billups, who's with the Blazers, was on his radar. Yeah. Uh, but Yudoka has. I mean, I think he's a good coach, and I think with the spot that they're in now, if they can get some more pieces, have Jalen Brown and. Uh, Jason Tatum. So definitely have some pieces yeah. to be a very solid team. Guys, I actually have two shout-outs. Uh, the first one, 
Uh, two guy on your Indians, Zach. Uh, I want to shout out mm. Josh Naylor. If you've seen that video, it, it's gruesome. If you haven't, I would not suggest watching it. No. Uh, collision uh, has a dislocation and fracture of his leg. Not quite the same because it's a collision, but almost reminds me of like like the Gordon Hayward injury. <sighs> and it's just one of those things where you feel awful for the guy. You oh, can yeah. see him in pain down there. Or Sean Livingston almost even. Oh yeah, you just hope he he gets back to being able to play baseball. Like that's it's it's one of those things. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's not like when is he going to be back. It's like I hope he gets back. Mental is going to be a mental game. Oh yeah, that's gruesome. And then secondly, I'm wearing the jersey. Want to shout out the Slavs, uh, North Macedonia in the tournament. Croatia putting an absolute baller of a game together. A small country make it to the World Cup final, takes a stacked Spanish team two extra time in the Euro Cup. Shout out to the Croatians. Bonkers We're game. We're here with our thick eyebrows <laughs> and our Slavish nature. We'll do the Slav squat for you. Shout out to the Croatians. Uh, I'll, I'll give a second soccer shout out because I'm wearing my FC Cincinnati jersey. A winning streak. I did. What is this? Two and zero versus Canadian, Canadian teams yeah, in Florida. Why? It's like amazing. unbelievable. <laughs> we'll take it. What's their record at home right now? Shh. Okay. And with that, it's been a really great show. We'll see you next week. <laughs> that was like the most cliche, like fifties. <laughs> Thank you. That's ever. what I was going for. <laughs> Uh, with that, we want to shout out our fans, our listeners again, and uh, Stein Brewing Company, but also shout out you guys for coming over here. For Josh on the ones and twos. What, what? For Zach on the opinions, good, bad, or otherwise. Peace. Okay. I'm Greg. Thank you so much for listening to 30 Rack of Sports. Peace. <laughs>